we are back. Sorry for missing yesterday. There was some business we had to attend to. Okay. Important business. Important business. Uh, we, need, uh, we need to find Giacomo a new tagline for the end of our classes. Hey, don't worry, don't worry. It comes, it comes by itself. Okay. So, Be'ezor Hashem, uh, we want to continue Parashat Ekev today, so we could finish the parasha and get to Re'eh sometime, either tomorrow or the day after. Okay? Um, what did we get up to in Parashat Ekev? Go to chapter 10. <clears throat> right. Okay. So, we said... Of the calf. Okay, so what, what Moshe was doing at this part of the speech was that he was discussing the sinfulness of Bnei Israel. Now, why did he discuss the sinful, sinfulness of Bnei Israel? Because he did not want them to think that Borei Olam is taking them in because of their righteousness. But rather, why was Borei Olam taking them in? Because of the sinfulness of the other nations. Which, if that's the reason Bnei Israel are going in, then that means Bnei Israel don't get any... E- treatment, easy treatment for no reason They need to actually be on their best behavior Because if it's not because of their righteousness But because of the sinfulness of the other nations and They have to be on their toes And then they have to be on their toes, exactly And the same thing could happen to Bnei Israel Now <coughs> Now to, to remind them not to sin in, in Eretz Israel And how close God was to destroying them uh, The first time Right Moshe then goes through the list of the sins that almost caused Bnei Israel's destruction. He's telling them the inside of what he had to do. Yeah, exactly. He's telling them on the, he's giving them the inside scoop on what on, on how close they were to being destroyed, because they may think that they're invincible, but you think you're invincible, but it's really me, Moshe, who kept. Uh, who he didn't kept, say anything until now. Yeah, exactly. I, I kept uh, kept praying for you to keep you guys alive, and we said that maybe Bnei Israel have never even heard of these things because uh, how much of of. Borei Olam's intent to destroy Bnei Israel was Moshe telling the people the first time around. So now this may be the first time they're ever hearing that they were almost destroyed. And now when they hear that they're almost destroyed, they say, oh no, we can be destroyed. We have to be good in Eretz Israel. So that's, to enter there and not lose yeah. their, 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 their sight. So in the middle, he, he went through the story of the, of the spies. He went through the story of the Cheta Egel. He s- said even Aharon was potentially going to be destroyed. Yes. And why did he say that? Because who, who if, if Aharon could potentially be destroyed, then of course we could be destroyed. That means nobody, 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 nobody gets around the law of, yes. of the Torah. Even, even himself. Yeah, even Moshe. And then he says, even I could not go in. Okay. So now, whenever you sin with the, the, the spies, I prayed to Hashem and I said, do not destroy them. Remember Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Uh, uh, and, and he tells how he, he says the tefillah he said in order to save Bnei Israel and to not have them destroyed. Typically, the tefillah is a combination of remember Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov and, and don't destroy them because if you destroy them, it's going to be a big chilul Hashem, which is like the classic tefillah that we see in Tanakh. Uh, it's your name. Your name. Yeah, exactly. It's Hashem's name. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now we're on chapter 10. At that time, Hashem said to me, you should make two luchot, like the first ones, because the first ones were destroyed. 
okay, and come up to me to the mountain and make for yourself an, an aron of wood. And I'll write on the luchot the words that were on the first luchot, and you'll put them in the aron. Then I made the aron for the, these new luchot. I made two new luchot, and I went up on the mountain with the two luchot in my hands. See, this time he went with the luchot in his hands. Yeah. We don't have the, that description by the first luchot. No. No, and what we said is that the first luchot, yeah, the first, the first luchot were more boreolam. The yes. second luchot had more of the influence of men. Okay. But but Rabbi, this broken luchot, they went also in the ark. According to the chachamim, yes, the broken luchot were also in the ark. Do you know what so chachamim learned from there, by the way? That if like a Talmin Chacham, let's say gets Alzheimer's, do you still show him respect? Or now that he doesn't remember any Torah, you don't show him respect? So from here we see the fact that the Luchot are, were put in the Aron, even the broken ones, that, that the Talmin Chacham who loses his Chachokhmah still gets the respect he wants to have. Adai. Okay? I wrote on the Luchot like the first writings that were on the ten things that God spoke to you on the mountain from within the fire. And I turned and I came down from the I put the Luchot in the Aron. And they were there as God commanded me. They uh, uh, went from Beirut B'nei Akan to Mosera, and that's where Aharon died. Mm-hmm. Now, where is Mosera? It's that's the location of Hor Hahar. So the location is practically Hor Hahar. Is, it's, is, I think it's all Givul Eretz Edom. It's on the border of the area of Edom, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, notice something interesting about this pasuk. These two pasukim. Death? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's part of Moshe's speech. Yeah, I don't know why he said it in here. Yeah, it doesn't sound like After it's part of Moshe's two, speech. The, 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 note, the note here by her it says this and the succeeding verse interrupt the narrative and made me regard it as a gloss added by Moshe when he wrote down the discourse. Meaning, this wasn't in the speech that he said to Ben Israel, this was something Moshe added after. after he gave the speech. So, we interrupt the speech for a second. Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't With fit the two in. two new luchot and everything. Yeah. Misham Nasua Gudgoda, they went from there to Gudgoda, and to Gudgoda they went to Yotvata, the land of the brooks of water. Baetahi, and now I think Moshe goes back to the. Yeah. Yes. Now after discussing the sin of the golden calf And the sin of the spies Now he speaks about Could it be that he brings this in, this in here Because of He said that even Aaron He he, may, you know, he was also in, uh, culpable You know he was also Oh yeah. Do you know what I think he's doing here I think maybe when Moshe looked back at the speech and he sees that I want to go, what Moshe is doing is he wants to go from talking about the golden calf, which was the general topic of the last part with the spies, but it was the golden calf plus the spies, to speaking about how Levi is separated, right? Which yes. is this next piece. Yes, correct. So in the minute they put the coin. So maybe he put Aharon's death to show that also, the Leviim kind of fill the void of Aharon's death. 
because the Leviim take after Aaron. Yes, Even the Leviim, meaning the non-Kohanim Leviim, are just there to help the Kohanim. Correct. Right? So maybe that's what Moshe is doing. It maybe fits in there. Then he separated the Levim to carry the Aaron to work before God uh, and to, to bless with his name until this very day. Therefore, Levi did not have a portion with the brothers. God was Levi's portion, as Hashem said to him. And I stood on the mountain like the first days for 40 days and 40 nights. God listened to me and he did not want to destroy you anymore. This time. Yeah, this time. This time. Also this time. There's a gum there. Also this time. And Hashem said to me, go on your journey with the people and let them go possess the land that I promised their forefathers to give them. So this, Moshe says, basically is the conclusion. We had a, a scary moment. We had the golden calf. We had the spies. God wanted to destroy us. But I prayed and I stood on the mountain and, and we got the new Luchot. And Hashem was merciful. And we had to set aside the Levim to be the new leaders of Bnei Israel. Uh, but Hashem did tell me He gave me new, a new permission To take possession of the land of Israel Which honestly If I'm B'nai Israel, This really uh, this, this, this is the greatest lesson Because Moshe is trying to convince B'nai Israel That they're not above the law right? That if they act like the Goim That they're going to think But, but if he tells B'nai Israel In case In case you sin God forbid Borei Olam is a forgiving God and there is a way to ask for forgiveness and to do Teshuvah and to come back. Because he knew that there was going to... Right, because Moshe, what we've already seen from Moshe's speech, yeah, we've already seen from his speech is that he knows they're going to sin. So it's very important for him to know. You know what, I heard a very, very, very great Devar Torah from Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson. Um, He said something like this, he said, What's the Pasuka? Leman Tivare. Um... No, it's a Shilam al Azim 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 so that, will fear. so that people will fear you So what's the idea? So if a person doesn't give forgiveness If Borei Olam, let's say, were to not give forgiveness And we humans, we were to go about our lives And we were to try to be good And we would see that it's impossible for us to go and not make a mistake And if we see that Borei Olam does not give forgiveness anyways We say, ah, right, it's an it's example of, Let's say someone, uh, you know, he, you borrow money for, for someone because you're falling hard times And he says, I'm going to take 150% interest And you owe me back in four days so you take the money you have no choice. And, you say, and you say, okay, whatever, I'll forget it. I'm going to forget this guy. Uh, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay him back? If what he's asking is impossible, I'm just going to walk away with his money. I'm not going to make an attempt to pay him back. Right? But, if he's, but if he's asking is possible... But, what if, but if what he's asking is possible, then I'm like, well, I can't, I can't yeah, play I games to. with him. I have to. I have to be very... He's, didn't, he's done me a favor. I need to be good. So it says, Ki mecha Olam does forgiveness, gives us forgiveness, and now we fear him because of it. 
So that's kind of like Moshe's speech. I think that's what Moshe is trying to get across. It's Borei Olam, first of all, you have no excuses because the Goyim are, the reason you're going in is because the Goyim are bad. So if you're bad, you're going to be kicked out. But two, don't give up hope because even if you sin, Borei Olam forgives. I've seen, I've done it myself, Borei Olam forgives. So try your best. It is possible. Okay. Now that Moshe has gone through their history and he wants them to stay with God, he's going to get to maybe the climax of this part of the speech as they're entering the land of Israel. The famous pasuk, that is, it's a very famous pasuk that Moshe summarizes what Borei Olam expects of his people. Israel, and now Israel. What does Hashem your God ask of you? Only to fear Hashem your God. To go in all of his ways. And to love him. And to serve Hashem with all of your heart and your soul. To keep the mitzvot of God and his laws. That I'm commending you today. Like the so that it will be good for you. Yeah. Now, obviously, one of the questions in this pasuk is, he says, what does God want of you? Only to keep the misvot and to keep the laws and to keep this and to keep that and to keep this. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of an interesting pasuk. But I think that the driving idea is, first of all, it's all basically one idea, to serve God. All really Hashem wants is for you to keep his mitzvot. That's it. It's, it's one basic idea. For yourself. And, the, and the, the thing that drives home the point is that it's only for yourself. It's so that you'll... You're not that, doing a favor to Hashem. It's that so that you will live well in the land. And, and what I always try to say is, don't think that the mitzvot, it's like a... It's like a like a magical thing that, oh, you keep the mitzvot in Israel and for some reason the nations will just decide not to attack you. No, no, no. When you keep the mitzvot... What, what we've already seen, it, makes you, it does make you stronger. Whenever people, what was it? I read an, an essay by Rabbi Sachs. He was saying that every single nation in history, including the USA right now, has, when they became too wealthy, they deteriorate. They lost their... Uh, they lose their, they lose their uh, reason for being. They lose their unity. They lose their strength as a nation. And that's because they got too wealthy and they rest on their laurels and they forget what made them strong in the first place. And they get arrogant and they get selfish, and they become decadent, and they start to have, you know, too much luxury. And then somebody else, like a nation like China, who's not too much luxury and has unity, and has, and they over. come and they, they eat your lunch, right? And that happened to every single nation in history. So it's basically a rule. And Rabbi Sachs said the reason the Jewish people avoid it is through the Torah. It is because we have education. It's because we remember the mitzvot. And, and we, there are basically two things. There is, there is remembering our past, our shared past, and having a common goal for the future. We remember our shared past, Yitziad Misraim, and things like that through Pesach. And our common goal for the future is, is to build a good nation in Israel, with the, keep the mitzvot, and to bring the times of the Mashiach. So those things, they unite us and they make us stronger. Not by any magical means, just by the you rules. Have put, you have to put, you have to that, that's pull the, up your, your sleeves yeah, and the, do it. Yeah, that's the rules of, of that whenever you have a common shared history. And I think that unity makes you a stronger nation. So of course by keeping the Torah, we're going to survive in the land of Israel. It's not some like crazy formula. It's, it's simple. Very it's simple. hard, but it's very simple. Yes. You know, so the mitzvot, and that's only on a national scale. That, of course, they're good for us. Even in our personal lives, Baruch Hashem, this Baruch Hashem get engaged over the weekend. It's like I'm, I'm so grateful to the Torah. 
Because if I didn't have the wisdom of the Torah, let's say, guiding me in what I should look for, right? It's so easy to get caught up with that with materialism no. Again, and foolish your, things. Uh, your eyes are going to be it's, commanding right. and not your ears. Exactly. It's so easy to get caught up <laughs> by your eyes. In today's society, it's so easy to let your eyes just carry you away and make you, you know, make you make a mistake. And if we're not for the Torah, you know, all this beracha. I was telling some people, sometimes the beracha is right under your nose. And you don't know it. You just have to be ready for Hashem's bracha. And you have to put yourself in a position to earn Hashem's bracha. It's not, we, a lot of times we pray to Hashem, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. It's right there. And it's already there. You just are not allowing yourself to get the bracha. Like I was telling, a lot, I think a lot of, I'll, I'll close with this. I think a lot of singles, uh, today, right the difficulty is, is, is not, there's nothing going on. There's no marriage crisis. It's more of like a mental crisis. It's, I don't think people are in a frame of mind where they're able to make this decision because they've been corrupted. I mean, we've all been corrupted by, by, by our cell phones, you know? And what we see on TV and Hollywood. And if we do teshuvah and really, really, like, look, I'm lucky. You know, I'm, I'm really lucky. Not everybody has, these days, not everybody has a zakhut to find someone, right? But if we do teshuvah and we clean our minds and try to focus on the emet and what's important and... Maybe, maybe the bracha is actually closer than we think, you know? It is. Plenty of girls, there's plenty of boys. There's Hashem. no reason for them not to be Amen. Mazal Mazal